Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with Shang Forbes. We got Sokaju coming in, the legend Sokaju. I'm so excited about this. Uh, man, it's been, uh, thank God for MMA. It's back. And it's back. It's weird, but it's back. And it's funny because everyone was like, I don't want it to be Gaethje versus, Khabib, uh, versus uh, Ferguson because that'll knock out uh, Ferguson versus Khabib. And after watching, how good Gaethje looked, people are now more excited. They're like, you know what? I want to see Gaethje versus Khabib, or I want to see Gaethje versus Connor. That's how good Gaethje looked. I want Gaethje versus Khabib. I don't want Gaethje versus Connor. Why is that? I think I I, I actually bought into what Connor said after he watched. He said he would would take his teeth and wear it as a necklace. I think that – Connor's that left that left that left power that punch his left is just ridiculous, but Gaethje just got hard. He got that uppercut that Ferguson did, fucking rocked him, fell to one knee. He looked kind of discombobulated, and then he got back up and just started beating the shit out of Ferguson. What's crazy about Gaethje is he's like the only fighter that is becoming less reckless. That makes me more excited to watch him. Like most yeah. fighters, they're like. Man, if only he would take more risks. Where he's right. the guy who were like, you know what? You take enough risks, just calm it down a little bit. And now I'm more excited to see how, how good you are, which is yeah. like, you can't say that about most fighters. You know, most fighters, you're but like, Ferguson, oh. But people love Ferguson. I saw all the comments. They're like, ah, fuck, I really wanted it to be against Ferguson. But now I'm like, really, I want any, I want any fucking UFC fights because I was getting really. Well, tomorrow night, you know, we got more fights tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. It's uh it's Glover Teixeira yeah. versus Anthony Smith. Uh some some other really good fights on that. And then I mean there were so many good fights. I mean, first of all, in Ganu, right? People are saying because Stipe can't train and Stipe doesn't wanna fight right away because his gym isn't open and he's also a first responder. So you're like, you know what? Right. Let's just go right to Nganu DC, which is a very interesting fight because DC says Nganu is just a bigger less skilled Anthony Johnson. And I disagree with that a thousand percent. Right? Because Anthony Johnson was a guy who fought at 170 at one point, who then just kind of blew up to about heavyweight, 220, to whatever he was. Whereas Nganu was like 240. I mean he he was already comfortable walking around at that weight. So it's a different it's a different mindset. Also it's a different way he moves. And from this last fight, I don't know. DC better use his wrestling because if he stands with this dude, I think he's gonna knock his. I think he's gonna knock his forehead through his asshole. I really do. I mean, come on! You did you see that? It was, it was like, it was like Mike Tyson almost ish. It was twenty seconds. 
It was 20 seconds. It was like pop, 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 pop. And he was done. Not only was done, he looked like he was going to the hospital for short, like immediately, not shaking it off, none of that. He looked fucked up. You know who had some really good, um, a really good take on it was Teddy Atlas. Because Teddy Atlas isn't the biggest MMA fan, but you can tell he's getting more and more into it. Right. He, and he said that Ngannou, you know, he says he, he doesn't have the skill of a Joe Lewis, but he has what, um, what's his name has? Uh, the, the guy who just lost, the, the heavyweight that just lost to... Um, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, Deontay Wilder, where he doesn't need that kind of skill when you have that kind of power. You can right. sort of be erratic and have technique that's not proper when you have that type of power. Right. Um, I, I just think DC, I saw the interview with DC afterwards and he said, uh, he said that why wouldn't it be smart for me to take him down and wrestling? Of course. He, he, said, it, it, you, he said that, he said, I see the guy's power. And he said at this stage of the game, why wouldn't I use my wrestling, which is why my strong suit anyway. To beat someone like that, and and I just think that DC's right. If he tried to stand and bang with this dude, I swear, I think DC will get killed. Not him. If anybody in the world, <laughs> you said anybody. If Thanos tried to fight this dude, straight up. I, like if you could take twenty guys and put them in the octagon, and one by one, stand and bang with Ngannou, and it's going to be Ngannou twenty, everyone else zero. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, I mean, just one by one. If everyone jumps them at the same time, maybe we got a shot. But it's just one by one going up, right. punch for punch. Who's going to beat it? By the way, have you seen Tyson at 53? Yeah. Oh, my God. He looks like – I mean, he moves as fast as he did before. No. And the punch not, stuff, no, he, no, he doesn't. Let's not he, go crazy. But at least in the, the clips I saw, it was pop, 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 pop. And he still has that – he still yeah, has that – watch clips of, of – 17-year-old Mike Tyson. Or okay, okay, seven, not 17-year-old, but I'm saying he looked extremely good for a 52-year-old man. Well, I don't get it. I mean, the guy has lived a life of 30 men. I mean, between jail and this and drugs. Success and $200 million. And- I mean, you would think he'd be on a cane. St- and then he smoked pot for 10 years. Like, every- <laughs> he has a pot farm. He's got a mouth yeah. farm. Where he's like, yeah, he's going through like an eighth a day or some kind of insane amount of weed. And all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I'm going to get back in shape. And at 53, like, how does, how is that possible? What, what is. He's a mutant. I think he's a mutant. I think he signs some pack with the devil or something. I don't know. All I know is that in the clips I saw, he looked good as fuck. Yeah. But I'm like, how does that happen? How does a guy smoke weed for 10 years and live on a pot farm? But you know what? Even in the fight recently, if you look at the fight, even though uh, Henry Henry won, I still think that for somebody to have as many surgeries, uh, uh, you know, to have that kind of layoff, he he still looked good, and he he's also came 30s, back. Though. He's in his thirties, and, and and he he didn't live one Mike Tyson month. You know, what I mean, a one Mike Tyson <laughs> month. Is like, I mean, come on. I know, but you see, I, but I, you've seen athletes have long layoffs. Or and some reason they're just genetically oh, built for that shit. Yeah. Uh, as I mean, far as the Dominic, do you think that fight was stopped too early or what? I think the fight was stopped too early. I think he was he was when you're against the gate, he's, he was he was kind of getting his footing and getting back. I think it was stopped too early. I really do. I, and I I'm not I'm not a Henry fan. I'm not a fan of his, but I'm not. He he's just a goofball to me. I mean, I go. I know he's a three time. He got the 
you know, the Olympic wrestling. I get it, but just I'm just not a fan of his. I mean, even when he beat Mighty Mouse, I was like, that was pretty fucking close. Oh, so close. I was there. I mean, the first time Mighty Mouse wrecked him. I had, I actually thought he was going to win the first fight. I had money on him. I'm like, you know what? And then he got wrecked, and I was like, whoa. And then Mighty Mouse was telling me, I'm like, how did you know? He's like, dude, I saw the guy. He stands flat on his heels, middle of the cage, can't fight going backwards, right knee, it's a wrap. And I was right. like, wow. And then he made adjustments, and I was at that fight. It was me and Russell Peters and Kelvin Gastelum, and we were going crazy because I was, I was rooting for Henry. Um, man, how bad does that trade look now, the Ben Askren trade? The Ben Askren for Mighty Mouse? I mean, well, I mean, maybe you got the money's worth, but Askren went one and two. He's retired. Uh, and now Henry's retired. And Mighty right. Mouse, who was the best in the world, is now at, at, in like one FC. I mean, they and hasn't lost since that fight, you know, or so it's. Just- but I think he beat him, and I, I don't know what I don't know what fight they were watching. I thought that Mighty Mouse beat him. Really? I, yeah, I think it was close. It was close. It was close, but I still give it to Mighty Mouse. Well, back in the day, like with boxing, they would be like, "You got to beat the champ to get their belt." Right, and I think that wasn't the case with this. But they don't do that in MMA anymore. They just don't do it. It's just not the way it does. I mean. I understand why you would do that, but mm. you don't think okay. So if it was close, you don't think Mighty Mouse. There was a couple of times, even in the scramble, Mighty Mouse got up, tagged him, tagged him, backed him up twice, backed him up twice with two straight shots. Was killing him. It was killing him on the feet. And they well, he really wasn't dominating fucking wrestling. He really wasn't. Well, you, know, you know, he got the takedowns every. He every got the time. takedown, but what I'm saying is, you can get a takedown if you don't keep him down. Yeah, I understand. I, I don't know. It was. I thought Mighty Mouse won. I thought uh, Sudo won three rounds to two, but it was close. I, if they would have went the other way, I wouldn't have been like, that's not a robbery. Right, it's not a robbery, right. And I just think that because he was champion, also, even though he got the takedowns, he still didn't keep – I mean, Mighty Mouse is hard to keep down anyway. Yeah, he's he's on a different level. I mean, when he did that thing to Ray Borg, when he threw him up in the air, jumped up, hit him with like an arm bar. Uh, a, a mid-air arm bar. Who does that? Yeah, that was insane. That right. was That was – but you know who I've seen do stuff, I'd say, out of all the fighters I've seen where I just went, wow, um, Silva. Silva did weird shit that I had never seen. Uh, uppercut elbows, uppercut, like, weird uppercut elbows. And, it, you know, his Muay Thai, when he would clinch on somebody, I was thinking, ah, you're fucked yeah, up. The difference is that Anderson Silva kind of had that Roy Jones thing where they would do everything fundamentally the way you kind of weren't supposed to do it. Like hands down, chin up, lean back. But because your hands are down, you can't see the hands. When they tag you, you're like, you don't know where they're coming from. He would do right. all these things based on his instincts and skill level. And, and athleticism. And athleticism. So eventually it kind of caught up to him. That kind of caught up to Roy Jones. It caught up to Anderson Silva. It never caught up to Mayweather, which is, which is, but uh, it didn't catch up. But he would kind of do everything right in a different way. His defense was insane. But with Mighty Mouse, it was like he would do everything conventional and it worked. You know, right. like everything was by the book and it was so good. It wasn't like he was doing these crazy techniques that were just getting away with right. certain things. Kind of like what Ferguson, what he does is that he does things so unconventional. Eventually it caught up to him. It caught up to him in this I fight. I think it caught up to him in this fight, but you, even the other fights, the first couple of rounds, Ferguson would lose or he'd get rocked and knocked out. But then after that, he'd come up with some, he'd come up with something. He just seemed like he was, but he this was. time it was like, no, you're facing. 
his orbital fucking bone. I saw there's a video of him dancing in the, he's yeah. dancing in the hospital. He still felt like, you know what? I'm still, you know, I'm still one of the best in the world. I like the fact, other than when he pushed him, I thought that was some bitch shit, but he said he was, he was in the middle of the emotion. I, I get it. I understand, but you know, I understand it. By the way, so we got So Could You coming on, by the way, who I, I watched So Could You's fights last night and, uh, I, I watched the clip. I sent, I watched some of like, oh, this dude. I, so I met Sokaju. Tom Galicchio had a comedy show, Toothless Tom right. in, in Temecula. Oh, yeah. And he put on me, uh, Tom, and then Sokaju was one of the comedians, as well as, um, who was it? Smiling Sam Alvey went on. And I think it was somebody else. And Sokaju was hilarious. Like, legitimately. Like, he legitimately, like, comedy wise. Comedy wise, like legitimately killed. And I was like, I was blown away. I just didn't know, uh, I just didn't know much about Sokaju's personality. I, I knew how good of a fighter he was. Right. But he legitimately was hilarious, killed, and just like, he came in and like wearing, looking like just ripped and like, just, just some fly gear, I guess you could say. Uh, and you could tell this guy was, has been a, a, a ladies man his whole life. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> a ladies' man, a complete ladies' man. <laughs> so could you? How are you, man? Good, good, good. How you guys doing? What's going good. on, man? So yeah, I, I told you I met you. I think we were at uh, some comedy show, like kind of like at a Hooters, like the Tilted Kilt. Yeah, the comedy. Tilted. And uh, and and you you did great that night, man. You killed it. Thank you, thank you. You know, I know you came on, you just killed everybody. I was like, holy shit, I need to be like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work on those skills. Yeah. Oh, and he said you were funny, man. So legitimately funny. Was that your first time doing stand up? That was my second time. I did one show a week before. Just a friend of mine, I don't know if you know Kaika, just called me and said, Hey, because I want to I want to see him performing. And I was like, yeah. man, I can do that shit. So he called me out. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, he called you out. So now you're like, I'm going to have to show you what's up. Well, he, yeah. he like legitimately were really good, man. I was I was stunned. Because the other, the other fighters weren't, I don't know, they didn't take it as seriously, but they didn't have like jokes. This guy had like legit jokes. Uh, it was, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really good, man. But what was it like? No, I was reading up about you. I watched a whole bunch of your fights last night. I watched a bunch last night. Uh, what was it like? <laughs> What was it like growing up in Cameroon? You know, it's totally, totally different. You know, it's uh, um, it's different. You know, people are more um, out there. Because when I first moved to America, you know, I'll go to the street. I'll never see anybody. It'll be cars. It'll be empty streets. Back home, when before even we got people already going left and right, public transportations, people are more, you know, um, talking and being in contact. But living in America, you can wake up, get in your car, in your garage, go to your destination, come back without ever stepping on the front porch, which, you know, culture-wise. And where I'm from, you can have more than one bitches. I hear it's not me. <laughs> it's a hit. Here, one. <laughs> okay. You can have as many wives as you can. It's legal. So, wow. But, but I hear one is enough, and then with one, you just want to jump off a bridge because. <laughs> yeah, one is too much. <laughs> Women have way too many freedoms here. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, now, 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 your parents started you in judo at five years old. Yes, sir. And then you became the champ of Africa, all of Africa, 
You were the camp. No, that's where the confusion comes. Camp, Africa is a continent. Cameroon yeah. is the country where I became number one. In the continent, I was ranked um, fifth or third. So I moved to America to train so I can go back and compete in the Olympics. Because uh, the way the selection goes is um, the continent of Africa at the time only had three spots. So you had to compete to be one of the top three so you can go to the Olympics. Um, okay, because when they, when they announced you in, uh, in uh, Pride, they said you were the African champ of judo. Yeah. In Japan, they'll say whatever the fuck they want to say. <laughs> whatever works. Yeah, they say whatever works. I was like, hey, where's the money? She said, call me whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> but why, now, why did your parents get you into judo? You know, I, I remember as a kid, we were watching um, TV, and then there was a there was a TV show. I, don't, I can't remember exactly. There were guys who were like, one had green PJs on, the other one had white PJs, and they would do some shit where they were throwing each other. So I was like, man, that's cool. So the next thing you know, in school with my friends, who started fighting. So I always come home with my clothes beat up, my face beat up. So my parents were like, man, what are we going to do with these kids? And then my brother was like, you know what? I know this guy, he does some judo, so let's take him out there. So they put me in judo, and I never left. So, oh, my God. Wow. That, that's crazy. And then, uh, and then, so you came to the U.S., and I guess Dan Henderson needed your help? Yeah, the, the way it worked is, uh, I remember that one Thursday, um, I was working security, and then I got fired because the, the way it works, I was working for Getting Community in Rancho Santa Fe, and then some truck couldn't get in because of the weight. So this guy was building a pool, he knew it, and then I was like, dude, look, I showed him the, the, the driver. So the, the homeowner comes I'm like, man, you know what? You're a big guy. I can come to your gym. I can beat you. I said, well, not. I'm like, dude, I'm just here to collect my freaking dollar and so I can survive. So I wrote a report and then I, I, I think, I believe what happened is the company was like, well, that's a liability. If this guy gets in a fight, then they can sue and whatnot. So let me go. And as I'm driving back, Lou Dimas, a friend of mine, I was working in the club with him. He's like, dude, I know this guy, Dan Henderson, who needs a training partner. I was like, oh, fuck, really? What did they do? They punch? Fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> so I needed a, <laughs> an outlet to let all that anger, and I was just pissed off because that job was awesome. I will sit all day, do my homework. You know, I mean, security guard, don't get me wrong. All they do is sit around and do Yeah. Nothing. So I showed up out there. I met Dan. There was Ryan Parsons. There was um, Arts and Tori. There was a bunch of guys. So they was like, hey, I'm going to fight this guy. His name is Nakamura. And, and you know, he does, you know, Jido, he knows Jido. I'm like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> and then like, punched me so hard. I was like, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> really? So you just, you just show up. He just, have you ever been punched before? Fuck no. Well, not really, because, you know, as a kid, you get in a fight. What you do, you take him down, you hold him down. Yeah, you beat him. Yeah. You know, yeah. But no, so I showed up and said, where's your gear? I put my gear on. Ryan Parson comes, he hands me gloves. I'm like, damn, what are these? So I put some on and he go take them down. That's all I got to do? Yeah, just don't get punched. I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to block a punch from a professional. <laughs> so fucking Hendo lands an H-bomb on you. And uh, then the next thing I know, I'm in a corner laying down. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't hear what Ryan Parson was telling Dan. 
but he was pissed at them. And the only thing I heard first was like, he ran into my punch. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, so Dan said you ran, he, you ran into Dan's punch? That's some fucking bullshit right there. I know. He tripped and fell on my fist. Oh, my God. So then... So, yeah. I was pissed out. I said, dude, these guys had to help you, and then you knock him out. I was like, no, no, no. He ran into my punch. I wasn't trying to punch him hard. I didn't punch him hard. I was like, fuck, I love this shit. And <laughs> Wow. So then, that's a weird. That's a wild way to start off with Hendo, out of all people. Dude, with Hendo, it's zero or a thousand. Yeah. Oh, he goes, no, he goes hard. Yeah. No, there's no in between. So when you know you're gonna start with Dan, you gotta hit him hard first. That's wow. fucking, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. So then you so then you you go two and one. Your, your, your third fight, you got your two and zero was against Glover Teixeira. Yeah, against uh, Glover Teixeira. And I watched that fight last night. You were doing well, but then you were going punch for punch with him. That's the wrong guy probably to go punch for punch with, right? You know what? Going into that fight, I didn't know anything about the guy. And um, I, was a, I was at a point where um, I couldn't get any fight. So every time we get a fight, people would back out. And I remember one of my managers, Ryan Parsons, was like, you know what? I know Dan went to Hawaii. Mayhem Miller had a fight. So I was supposed to fight this guy who pulled out at the last minute. And then somehow his manager was in Hawaii with them. And then goes, what the fuck happened? He's like, dude, guys saw the, you guys picture on your website. He pulled out. So when then came back, they took all my pictures off the website. Like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking motherfucker. They took him all because that's how people were pointing out. They're like, no, fuck that guy. I don't want to fight him. Yeah. So they had a fight for me that day, and then the guy I also pulled out, and they were like, well, we got this other guy who can fight. I'm like, dude, I got a fight. I need experience. So I showed up there, and then, uh, yeah, I fought him. Didn't know who he was. And it, well, it was a good fight. I mean, it was actually it was actually a really good fight. Uh, but then, now Glover's fighting tomorrow uh, against Anthony Smith. Who do, who do you think who do you think's going to win? You know what? As much as I respect both of them, I think Glover is getting in the slow end of, you know, he, when you watch his last fight, he's getting really, really slow. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's age or if he's just getting punched too many times. You know, he had a good flow right before he fought. Um, when he fought, he, um, you know, he was, you can tell he was, he still had some sort of spark, but I feel like he's slowed down a little bit. But he's still dangerous. He's got heavy hands. And, you know, as we age, you know, things, life start happening, family, hobbies, and women, vagina, BJJ, and... <laughs> well, vagina will definitely slow you down. Well, that's what I got to ask you about. So your next fight is in Pride. So you're yeah. two and one. And then how do you get a fight with Little Nog, Nagara, in Pride at two, with two and one record? You know what? I cannot tell you how, but I can, from my point of view, what happened is I was supposed to fight Cyborg. So I show up on a Monday sparring day and then, then calls me in the office. Like, hey, dude, look, I got a good news and a bad news for you. I'm like, oh, fuck, they figured I'm black. <laughs> so he goes, well, Unfortunately, you won't be able to fight Cyborg anymore. I was like, fuck, man. I was counting the dollars in my bank account. I'm like, fuck, now I'm going back to broke. Yeah. And it's like, but 
we have another fight for you, Nogueira, and we double the money. I'm like, fuck, I'm in. I didn't know who the fuck Nogueira was. I was like, with that kind of money, I'll fight anybody. Yeah. Then I was like, dude, all you see is dollar signs. You know who that guy is? I'm like, am I getting paid? Yeah, fuck it. I'm in. So, so you go out to Pride, and you're a 16 to 1 underdog. Um, now, it, they, they were giving you no chance. Uh, it's, it, it's like lower than low chance, but I guess they didn't know what's up. But, and by the way, you look in the crowd. Nicholas Cage is in the crowd. I know. Harrison Ford is in the crowd. Uh, then it's, a you big, have, it's a big fight. Then you, yeah, got, you, you know, the, I think I was not aware of what I was doing because I didn't know who Nogueira was. I didn't know how big Pride was. I didn't know. Because I'm coming from Jiro, in my mind, it's like, what the fuck is MMA? Oh, it's money. Good. I'll just... So for me, it wasn't really, um, what's the word? Um, it was really not, I didn't have any pressure because they told me, hey, this is the money you're going to make. Win or lose. But if you win, we can add these bonuses and whatnot. I'm like, dude, with the money I would make for show, sure, that's like all I've made my whole life. I'm like, what? Fuck this guy. I'll kill him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you guys see the fight right now on the uh, screen? Yeah. yeah. So and talk then, so, so, so here you are. You're looking at this guy. Oh. I mean, what do you, what, what's going through your mind right now? Right now, I'm like, man, I'm going to get paid tonight. Fuck this guy. Because, <laughs> because the thing with pride before the fight, they tell you, hey, we don't care if you win or lose. All we care about is how you perform. So go out there, put a good show, you come back. I was like, man, I'm going to try my kung fu moves on this guy. And You're not worried about his jujitsu at all? No, because, um, when I watched him fight, his takedowns were not any better than Dan's. Or at the time, I was training with Dan Mayhem, and uh, there's a bunch of wrestlers out there who, looking at them, I knew he was a boxer. And I was like, "Man, all I gotta do now is kick until," because he didn't he didn't have any defense for kicking. So I knew I knew if he if he were to box, he would have won because there was rumors about him training with, um, you know, Cuban boxers and whatnot. So I was like, "Man." I can get into a boxing fight with this guy. I gotta go kick and move, so right and get paid. But the, you know what? It looks like the first kick he didn't totally defend. So the second one, I was like, if he don't put his hand up on that one, he's going out. Because you yeah, see, the first one, the first one was pretty hard. You hit him pretty yeah. hard for six. I don't know how many weeks. All I was doing was kicking. I was just kicking until. Now here's my theory. Here's my theory about what happened. Right. All right, you fight Glover Teixeira in Temecula, or, or I don't know, where were you? A bunch of, you know, chicks. Uh, you were out in, like, whatever casino, girls with, like, four teeth, whatever. You go out to Pride. It's hot Japanese chicks everywhere. You're like, I can't fucking lose. Look at look at all this. <laughs> no. Look at all this Asian pussy. I know. if I, I'm a huge black dude. There, there's going to be pussy everywhere. Is, is that what happened? Tell me the truth. Man, you got me. I was like, hey, I got. I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine who told me once, you know, black, white, whatever, pussy, women are like this, but Asian pussy is like that. So I had to go figure out for myself. So of, of course, of, 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 of course. course, of course. No, no. After that win, how how jazzed were you? How excited were you after that win? Because it looks like you just were like, wow. I was like, I'm getting paid, man. 
the, the next thing that came was just money, dollar sign. I was in a place where, imagine coming from a country where I make about $10 a month to making a lot overnight in like, what, 20 and plus seconds. So I was like, man, I can't believe this. I was just in a... That's, you know, that's, that's, that's some cool shit right there. Yeah, because if you... At that time, I was a student and being an international student, you have to be full-time and you can't work and you got to pay 10 times what tuition is. So it was going from struggle to struggle overnight, like, oh, man. So you were still in school when you fought this guy? When you, you were still in college? When you knocked still, out? Wow. I was still going to school. I was still thinking. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was um, what's the word? It, it, it was interesting. I mean, what were you going to school for? I was going to... To keep my my visa, I was going to Miramar College. I was just going through general education, kind of not knowing what my major would be and whatnot. So I was kind of just compiling all my units and whatnot. So were people in your classes like, that's the guy who just knocked out little Nog? Did, no, at the time, and then it wasn't what it is now. You know, at the time, you had to actually go for, look for it. You, um, as, of, as opposed to right now, where it's all over, back in the days, you had to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, but, and then, well, pride, but pride was pride is pride has always been huge though. Pride is huge. Of course, I mean, so and then your next fight, right? So your next fight is a uh, hold on, let's see, we next fight. Next fight is against Ricardo Arona, who um who ha- who just knocked out um Overeem. So you're fighting a guy, and this is not just like any Overeem. This is juiced up, uh, you know, ninety-seven to one ratio Overeem. Right. Are you are you worried at all? And he also knocked out. He also beat Dan Henderson, who's your coach. Are yeah. you worried? Are you worried at all about this one? You know, uh, going again, going to that fight. That's when I I was like eight weeks right after the first one. I still wasn't in the um, what you call it in the in knowing exactly what MMA was, still like, man, this is a great sport. I wasn't, as far as um, Arona, it was about, I knew he couldn't take me down. I knew he wasn't a better boxer than me. So all I had to make sure is he not taking me down. Can you guys see this fight right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so this Ricardo, this guy's a monster. Here you are. Okay, he's going for a takedown. All right, you're defending it, defending it. You got left hook, left hook, and then this uppercut from hell. Uh, <laughs> like, look at that. I mean, that that uppercut came from Cameroon. Like, like, <laughs> wow. That, that uppercut, the uppercut cut had to get a <laughs> Actually, like, he was he was already out in the clinch because um, I remember when he was trying to take me down, I was punching him. And then he started kind of, um, if you notice, he's the one who pulled out of the clinch. He felt kind of, you know, out of it and was trying to pull out. So I would catch him. So by the time I hit him, he was already pretty much out. So you already had wobbled him in the clinch. In the, so by the he time, was trying right, to, right. Yeah, he was already. So the uppercut was just a, the, the yeah. extra frosting on top of the cake. Yes, sir. And that was in Japan, too. I mean, it must have been a Hello Kitty convention for you. I mean, right? It would just have been like just – it it must have been insane. I can't it's even. Not raining pussy. Oh, can I plead the fifth on that one? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, like it must have been wow. I mean, so then all right. 
So that was the highlight. Then you go into the UFC and you fight Machida and who's such, so awkward. What an awkward guy. Uh, is that what threw you off was his, his movement? You know, um, I don't want to be the guy who gives a reason why, you know, he's got his style going in there. I knew his style and everything. So there's no need for me to say, Hey, yeah, I found out it was awkward. Everybody knows. Everybody knew everybody knows his style and whatnot. I lost the fight. I can sit and give you all kinds of reasons. I can tell you I was injured. I can tell you this, but I've been in fight where I was even more injured. Like the fight against, um, Nogueira. I don't know if you can find footage of me training there. Team Quest, we had what to call like death, whatever, Mondays and Thursdays, it was sparring. And then those were not sparring sessions, they were fighting sessions. So I remember one day I was sparring, I threw a right hook so hard to where I think I might have broken my thumb. That was like first week or second week in training camp for the Nogueira fight. So I spent the whole camp with a freaking foam around my hand training, uh-huh. couldn't use my hand. So I've had, so now I won the fight, but I never came up because, ah, he won, fuck it. Now that I lose the fight, I can see they say, hey, you know what? I had his injury. I had that. No, it's a fight. You never go 100%, but you always go 100% confident. Like, hey, no matter what, I'll win. Then you I got win, right? you think you, too, all- you think you had too many muscles? Like, it just, it just seemed like you, uh, like, it just seemed like sometimes you would gas a little bit because you're just too strong. You think maybe you're too strong? Um, you know, I, People tend to say a lot more muscle, more oxygen and whatnot. So you can go that route. You can, as of today, I'll say maybe, because talking to people, one thing I, one mistake I was making a lot is between fight, I will not focus on my aerobic training. I'll just keep working on my anaerobic training. So my aerobic training was left out, like running, doing I think who do that a lot? Who does it a lot? Um, the Diaz brother, they, they yeah. do aerobic training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I, you never, why would I run? Fuck, I'm black. I just sprint. <laughs> well, I mean, the cops are probably around. You never, yeah, you right then. <laughs> exactly. If I shoot me, I'm like, fuck, who's that black guy? I fucking shoot him. <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, is he, is he so, is he frozen, Shane? Yeah, it's frozen. I think he gassed out on the interview. Uh, so, you still here? Fuck. Is this his Wi-Fi? What's going on? Is this... Is this- there it is. There it is. Okay. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite fights you had, by the way. Because you had, you had so many fights, man. Um, but you fought this guy. This guy is six foot eleven white guy. Jan Norte. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay, so here you are. You're standing across from a guy who's six foot eleven. What is he? Three hundred pounds? Yeah, he was big, man. I don't even think he had shoes I can fit him. He had to wear flip flops everywhere. Uh, wow. I mean, and like you're this. I mean, did you did you ever have that five year old from Cameroon voice in your head going, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" Because you're like you're up against this guy going like, I mean, look at you, look at him. This shit even like, look how Shane, look how big this guy is. He, he's it, it, he's not only tall, he's just big. He's like a gigantor. Yeah. But it looks like you you know, you walked up on him, you definitely uh tossed him on his head, and then it was just boom, 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 boom. And then it's over. I mean that dude 
and then people got mad at you for the seven extra punches. But oh, was the, it seven? It's like, but at the same time, I mean, that was that was a big guy. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to give him extra. You got to give him extra sauce because you know because he was so big, you got to give him five more punches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a, a two-piece, a, a two-piece What's combo. Yeah, uh, two-piece combo. Yeah, two-piece piece piece combo. <laughs> that was like a ninety-piece. Like that was like the whole menu of Popeyes. Uh, him. <laughs> the entire menu. No, I want to ask you. So when you first walk in and you see the size of this guy, what was the strategy like? To me, I would be chop his fucking legs out. Like I would definitely throw kicks and chop his legs out. And I noticed you did that, but you went straight to. Throwing, you just tossed him down, man. You just yeah, cause, cause um, as a my my background is judo, so in a clinch, no matter how big and strong you are, there's no way you can make him any damage because you know it's so close. So my my strategy was either I kick from far, or I get in the clinch and try to use my foot sweep to get him down because uh, you know a lot of people are wrestling based takedown training. Whereas I've come from a judo background, so with my foot sweep and, and whatnot, that's usually how I get my takedowns. Right. Yeah, yeah, you had some great foot sweeps. I mean, you had you had a couple on uh, Musasi also that were yeah, really so, nice, man. Uh, your throws are awesome. Now, your last fight, bare knuckle boxing against Mighty Mo, it was a great fight. But man, are we doing that again? That was like that was crazy. <laughs> that was insane. That's pretty psycho. <laughs> no, because you tell the truth. The reason I took the fight is because um. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to. I, I almost want to say I've never been in a street fight because growing up, um, a fight would be, "Hey, I know judo. I take you down, hold you down. Yeah, he bit him." So I've never ever, you know, got in a fist fight where the guy is ready, I'm ready, and I, you know, I have no gloves. And so I was like, so when I got a call, "Hey, you want to fight?" Before I even thought about it, I was like, "Fuck yeah." You know, yeah, you've never fought a lion either. I mean, or a shark. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, what? There are a lot of things you've probably never done. You've never been anally raped, probably. Like, you don't have to just fucking do them to yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, but, but was it something that you just went, man? This is on my bucket list. Was it on your bucket list? You know what? It wasn't on my bucket list until I got calls like, "Hey, you want to do it? Fuck, I've never done it. Sign me up." And then my coach Ed Buckley was like, "Dude, I didn't even, I didn't even finish telling you about it. You're already saying yes, my fucking, let's just do it." We gotta start saying no to things, man. I mean, I, 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 listen, nothing left to prove. I mean, you've, you, you were the, you, you knocked out Noguera at 23 years old. Yeah. I, I mean, look at the guy. This is a huge deal. I mean, you fought in UFC, Dream, Affliction, Pride, wow. Bellator, Valor fights. I mean, there's nothing, there's not one organization that you haven't fought in. I know. I'm like a horror, man. Fuck. I mean, I mean. <laughs> not a horror. But no, but you got to look at it this way. Other than you getting paid, I mean, you were doing, it was like you made a name for yourself. As soon as you beat Nog, it, it, you elevated. So you, you like, I think from that fight, it was like, whoop, you're automatically in the mix in everybody's eyes. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Out of, like. Yeah, everything changed from that from that right. time from my career. Yeah. So. so so once you once you beat him, so you didn't beat him. You just fucking mollywopped him. It was it was that was that kick was brutal. So after that, you said everything changed. Like immediately, pussy raining from the sky and everything <laughs> else. No, I'm saying, come on, come on. I know you. Come on, when you become that dude. 
it, this guy is like as slick as they come. I mean, yeah, I, I saw him out at the night. He's got a tight shirt, muscles, V-neck. He's walking around. He's got the tight pants. It's strong. I mean, this dude is like. Hey, you, you have to have the tight pants. They, they got to see what you're working with. You can't be fucking wearing like baggies and shit. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. So no, you didn't really kick him. You just smacked him with your dick, and that's why Nog went down. Now this fight. Now, now here's a here's a fight against Bob the Beast Sap. Another gigantor. You took down the beast, and then it was just. Did you know you broke him at this point? Oh man, you know, as soon as he started defending, I was like, "Well, shit, I better finish this shit before he gets up." Because I was watching his fight against Big Knock. I was like, "Man, if that motherfucker picks me up," and then I I watched his fight against Ernesto Hoos, where he knocked him out. I was like. This guy hates me. He's gonna hit me back to Africa or some shit. So, <laughs> well, I mean, what is with not that he's a gigantor? They would put you in there with gigantors, man. Then it's Japan. They, like I, like I told you, in Japan, it's not about hey, um, the fight's about the entertainment. So, okay, how can we make this card, you know, interesting? Put a fucking huge motherfucker, like a baby motherfucker, and then so for. So that's what I kind of like with the Japanese scene. It's more about entertaining. As opposed to America, hey, you got to win, you got to win, you got to win to where you you have good fighters who get in there and they get shy. Man, if I lose this fight, I lose my, you know, my income, my livelihood and whatnot. So then they just go to the safe side. Hey, I just want to win. Of course, so, yeah, yeah. Now, um, uh, were you, now, you were pretty much the first fighter from Africa, right? I mean, you, you've like paved the way for these guys like Nganu. And and... I I don't want to say Africa, but Cameroon. As far as Africa, you might be right. I never. I can't think of anybody else before you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I know there was a guy. Well, that's uh, Pride, but UFC probably. Yeah. Wow, I mean that's that's pretty legendary. Right. That's, I mean, no, no. You got to think now. There's a, a a lot of fighters from Africa that have, that are killing it. They're all killing it. Usman. Usman is a is no joke, right? Here's what I'll tell you. It's unfortunate that Africa is in, in the position where it is right now because to move to come and compete, you need so much paperwork. You need all this. There are people in in my village where Francis Ngannou was born, and even more uh, a little Western of that. We call them, I don't know how to say this in English, but we, in a way, we say when they were born, they were, they were getting massages with like gorilla bones to get them strong because you got a motherfucker who's never been to the gym. When he gets a hold of your hand, do anything you want, you ain't getting out of it. There's some wow. dudes out there, if I go, I'll, I'll be like, please take all my money because you have some guys who've never seen freaking a vehicle. Like Francis Ngannou, if you, follow his story, he worked, you see how you go to CrossFit gym, you pick things and you think for an hour and then you go home. That's what the motherfucker would do for eight hours a day. So he'll be fucking labor working like extremely hard, digging holes. Where your head, you get a sledgehammer, you do 10 hits. Yeah, I worked out. Some dudes out there, their lifestyle is like, imagine going to CrossFit gym for eight hours. That's what he does for fucking all day. You think so, the guys, people are just a tougher over there? Yeah. It, you know, the, the downside is a lot of us, we just focus on strength, not technique. So when you get a guy who's like Francis Ngannou, oh, no, he's getting better at technique. But imagine a 
Dude, Francis Ganus in Cameroon will say he he'll be average. Wow. Great athlete, great whatever. But if you go in like our villages, like people who like live in the villages who have like in my village, when I was out there, there was no water, no electricity. There was a well that was like 40 feet, 40 meters deep. If you want water, you got to fucking go. So when you woke up in the morning, you got to go fill up the tanks. You got to go get the water. So lifestyle is so hard to where you working out pretty much every day without even knowing. It's out here that I realized, shit, for you to actually go to, like, you see funny memes with some guys waking up in the morning, getting his driveway, driveway, go get a newspaper, going in. Like me going to Jito, going to work the workouts, I'll walk, I'll walk for 30 minutes, work out, walk back for 30 minutes. I'll do that twice a day. For me, it was normal. Now try, try to tell me to do that even once a week. I'll be like, fuck that shit. I have vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you think that are, now are the women from Africa more aggressive? They'll fuck you up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Because I see some of the videos yeah. of them dancing, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't even no. know. I kid you not. Some <laughs> women will. You got. You remember how, no disrespect to Cyber, but you know how people say, oh, that was a man? Yeah. She'll, be, she'll get her ass beat out there because women are like. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some videos, and I was just like, okay, uh, I am sorry. I, it no. seems like at the club, if they want to dance with you, they're going to dance with you. Like right. they're going to put their ass, like, like you, you're going to be like, you have no choice in the matter. Like you're going to get, you're going to get twerked on if that's what they want. Like, yeah. but I, I was going to ask you what African fighter since you, since Adam was bringing up this is a good point. Do you look at and go, that's the man like out of all the ones right now in the UFC, because some of them, like two of them are champions. And I think, the next one is going to be champion, at least from the what I saw in this fight recently. Yeah, you know what? One guy I was looking at was in, J- in Jokwani, I believe. He, I thought yeah. he was – I don't know what happened to him. He kind of fell off the radar. He's in 1FC now. Oh, uh, wasn't he in the UFC? He was, yeah, yeah. He, he he had trouble with wrestlers. Wrestlers were like his uh, his Achilles heel. And now he's doing really good. He's in 1FC. Because I know he had a brother also who was in, in – Chitty Bang, yeah. He was in Bellator. He got caught from Bellator, but now he's – uh, I think it might be one of you also, but there's a guy named Sadiq Youssef, um, who's really good from Africa. Sadiq, right. he might be the next one, the next big thing. But some of them had to work on their wrestling, and then when they come back and they figure that out, they become monsters. Yeah, even when you look at Francis, he's a striker. So he was lucky enough, early, if you watch his fight against um, Stipe, the only reason he lost was because of the wrestling. So now he's smart enough to kind of go, hey, fuck that, I got to, you know, get my wrestling up because as crazy as it sounds, wrestling in Africa is in Cameroon, especially it's really no one even watches wrestling. It's more judo compared to wrestling. It's more upper body, right? It's more like, no, if you go to Cameroon, wrestling would be like, what the fuck is wrestling? But when you say judo, people know judo. Right. Total opposite here. So yeah. What What about style bender? You know, I don't want to say because he was was he born in because I yeah he's I'm from New, like New Zealand right? Does he claim New Zealand? Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I mean, he, was, I, he grew up in New Zealand, but he's he's from Africa. Yeah, I love the fact that at least he 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 you know let people know hey this is where I'm from. But 
you know, I don't know how to say this properly without offending anybody. I don't look at him as, you know, hey, he, he was born and raised in Africa and now he's in the USC, like Francis Ngannou. I don't know about Usman, but, you know, people who, like Ngannou, that dude's got a freaking interest, interesting story because he fucking walked from Cameroon to, like, Europe. I was like, man, he fucking crazy. <laughs> he's like Forrest Gump. He's like the Forrest hey, Gump. No, he's Forrest Gump that'll beat your ass. That's it. <laughs> He's like, if, if forced out, life is like a box of knuckles, and he just starts <laughs> beating the shit out of you. But no, I mean, no, actually, Stalbender was born in Africa, but, oh. but you know, he born in Africa, he started in Africa, then he went to New Zealand. Mm. So I, that's why, but he still reps Africa. He, he's always, yeah, I mean, he's never said that, yeah. A lot of us, once we got, come out of Africa, we start forgetting our roots, where we came from, kind of, we start you know, embracing Western culture and forgetting about, because what I've noticed is a lot of us, when we move out here, you know, our cultures, traditions, and all that, we throw it, we throw it away because, you know. I've been to Africa. Know. I've actually been to Africa twice. I've been, I've to, been, uh, yeah, I've been twice. I've, I've been to uh, Djibouti, Africa um, for the military, for the U.S. shows for the military. And they took me out and we were giving out like bottles of water that were this big to kids. And you would think that we gave them like, a million dollars. Like I've never felt more uh, spoiled and fortunate in my life than when I saw those kids dealing with. I can imagine, dude. Where I'm from, um, every Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's known that there will be no water coming out. There was no water. And my last visit about seven years ago, there was no water for a week, and there was no complaint. People was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." it I hear try to cut water for an hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> It'd be a, a, not an hour, a half an hour. A half an hour, they would be like, what's going on with the water? Fuck this shit, man. I can't. We're so, making it rain with, like, dollars. They want actual rain. They, they want, want to actually just fucking make it rain. Like, holy shit. That's crazy. But I think that, no, it's like, I was saying, I, I was online talking to people about, this, the fights, because I watched the fights, and I, I think the most impressive fight was, I'd say Ngawa was the most impressive just out of all of them, the knockout-wise. You think so? But that guy had the worst strategy. Like, go punch, <laughs> punch, <laughs> fucking no, I know he shouldn't have tried to bang, but it was a But what I'm saying, it was an impressive. Come on, man. Hey, everybody's got a strategy on Chibi Fizz and Ngannou. No, and Yeah, but my strategy would be, like, either run out of the cage or <laughs> – or fucking, or die for an ankle. Like it would not be stand there and try to punch him. You know. But he oh, no, wow. the reason he did that is because he had he had some impressive knockouts and he does have power. So he thought he could go power for power with him. Yeah. And he found out he couldn't. Yeah. No. I mean, he, he should have been smarter because when you you know one thing I've used to kind of figure out is Alaski. Both of them fought him. It took what two seconds for Ngannou to knock knock out Alaski. But it took the other guy to like the last minute of the. Was it the fifth? Or, I think you mean over minute? him. You mean over him? Uh, over him. I'm sorry. Yeah, over yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last minute to. It was the last minute of. Yeah, it was. So when I'm like, dude, this guy can punch you for days but not put you out. Generally, <laughs> only takes his pinky to knock you out. So. Wow. Yeah, I think that I think that he's gonna be. If he doesn't fight Stipe, he's gonna fight uh, Cormier. I think he's gonna be the champion. I really do. I just, um, you know, I just... I, I don't know, but... Because Cormier is a good, great wrestler. I don't no, know. Cormier is a, is a great wrestler, but um, 
they'll probably call me if you watch his fight against uh, Stipe. He'll take punches to get in the clinch. I'm yeah. like, dude, you got to find a better way to get in the clinch because you watch, he'll take punches. And Stipe, last man, let me try the body. And that's how he won because yeah. he'll come with his head. I'm like, dude. But I noticed in your fights, a lot of times you would use kicks to get the distance, like kicks to get in. And once you kick their leg a couple times, they're like, ow, fuck, he's kicking the shit out of my leg. They would get tentative and then you grab them and then it'd be like, ugh. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's what I've noticed. Like I watched, like last night he had hit me. I already knew who you were. And I, I went online and watched fights. I was like, yo, you got some, your kicks are no joke, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, when you, uh, when you knocked out, um, uh, what's his name? The Asian guy in the UFC who, from, with the, with the kicks. The, the, uh, like the chubby Asian dude. What is it? Uh, Naka- yeah, yeah, yeah. Nakamura, right? Yeah, Nakamura, yeah. That was uh, that was awesome. I mean, you you took his soul. You yeah. definitely. You said you took his soul. <laughs> like when you kicked him, you saw his you saw his image just float out of the fucking. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, he was like, you know what? Uh, maybe this is not my weight class. And then he was. <laughs> oh like, yeah, he went down really fast. He went down in weight, but. I think that the but he went down during the fight. He was like, like, like <laughs> you say he was, during the fight. No, but I watched your fights and I noticed that you used it. You definitely always went to the leg, inside, inside, and then after that, once they got tentative, it seems that's when you got in on them, or you kicked them in the head, and knocked them the fuck out. <laughs> so is that was was that like when you would think you would always think that like use that to work your way in. Yeah, because at the time when I was studying a lot of fighters, a lot of them were boxers and wrestlers. And when uh-huh. you look at the stance, you know, they have that stance where blocking kicks was really not, you know, effective. So I had to use that at my advantage because I think I was one of the few back then who were, you know, and I love Mutai, who was trying to use more of my legs. Everybody was going boxing and wrestling and jujitsu. So I was trying to come with a different approach. Now, where did you come up with that mask, by the way? I, I don't know. I was uh, actually, it was a Halloween, and then I ordered the costume from this. Um, I, don't, I don't even, because people are coming to Predator. So I ordered for Halloween. And it showed up the day before I was going to the UFC. So I ordered way before Halloween, and then, you know, this freaking uh, Chinese. Uh, when you buy shit online, you don't know it comes from China, and then they tell you come in ten days, but comes <laughs> like the like virus that. comes like and fucks everything. <laughs> right, of course, of course. So <clears throat> it came the day before, and I opened. I'm like, let me fucking wear this shit. <laughs> now it it became like huge. I mean, I people, it's like the biggest meme ever. Like people still. And my manager was like, "No, don't worry. It's gonna be this." And I'm like, Man, you fucking know. I, I got this. That was awesome. But it, but it worked, though. You were right, because it, it, immediately people were like, oh, that shit is cool. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it worked till Deontay Wilder tried it and then blamed it on, uh, blamed his loss on the on the costume. Yeah. I think that's but your Deontay fault. Deontay Wilder, you stop that. Stop that one-off, one thing. <laughs> Tyson Fury did a lot of little dirty shit, but Deontay Wilder needs to work on his defense more. That's all. Once he gets his defense up with that kind of power, he'll be back. Because he got power. That motherfucker hits you, and your great-great-grandmother feels it. <laughs> He's got bad intentions. <laughs> yeah, he got – like, he punched. But I think that the, even the first fight, Fury, man, the, that, that Fury got counted out. I don't know why they let him get back up. He was out. 
I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll watch the other wall for anybody because you know, you, you, the dude's just like, you're right. Now, what do you think of Soku? What do you think about Tyson at 53? See those videos? I love him, but why? <laughs> he's already, yeah, I don't know. He's rich. He's, he's still rich. Wow. No, don't get me wrong. He'll you fuck motherfuckers up. He will kill you. Why? Would you fight him? Put the money in some bitches, I'll fuck him up. <laughs> Throw a couple well placed kicks to his leg. I think so could you Tyson puts his guard down. Soku versus Tyson would be huge. Huge. But Uh, right now he wants to fight Holyfield. Holyfield's fifty seven and fifty seven. Mike Tyson's fifty three. They want to do a a, a, the trilogy. Oh come on. I'm just telling you, it's it's all over the internet. I think it's silly. I think Mike Tyson shouldn't fight anymore. It was impressive what he did with the pads, but he should just chill and just this, this, this time he'll like bite his this time he'll bite his dentures out instead of his ear. He'll go right for the fucking dent. He'll, he'll take he'll take his teeth out. Like, come on. I mean, what's he gonna fight like for? Like what? Exactly. What you know? For the best. For the gold depends. Um. <laughs> But yeah, but you'll watch it. You, come on, you, you, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, 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 I'll watch it. You would watch it. Are you still watch it? But I'll be like, what? You know how when there's like an accident, you don't want to watch it, but you're like watching it. You know yeah. it's gonna be horrible. Watch, I wouldn't watch it. I couldn't watch Tito versus Chuck Liddell. I was like, why would I watch this? This is not. They're too old. They were too old. Well, not at least Chuck Liddell looked like he was. Yeah, too he old. looked. He came on like a walk. Yeah, but no, I like I wouldn't watch Mike Tyson fight now because it's like. I, I, I would still watch it. I, you I, still I, watch it, Adam? Are yeah. you serious? During quarantine, I'd watch anything. I'd fucking oh, watch. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't know. I would just be like, uh, I would be like, I don't want to see this. I just don't want to see my I mean, fight. Not now. Uh, I, I mean, if you were to ask me, I'd say, no, don't fight. But if he fights, fuck it. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, it's, it's not like they're going to give him the, that, that Floyd Mayweather money, even though he's like yeah. Tyson. That's what I mean. Nobody is Floyd Mayweather. So what's the point of fighting? Because money, I mean, he's not going to get the kind of money he was making back in the days. Right. Dude, who doesn't know Mike Tyson? Um, What's the, you know, I don't know, go get a bunch of bitches, try to do a marathon with them, and, you know, I don't know. (laughs) It's not like he he already had that. (laughs) Find a way to get your dick sucked by a fish or some shit. Your dick sucked. That's, like that's why. Like even with Floyd Mayweather, when he came back, but Floyd Mayweather, it was one. He was much younger than Tyson. It was still interesting when he fought Connor. Even though I think he carried Connor. Honestly, people say he didn't, but I watched it again because I've been on quarantine. I watched it again, and I really do think he he um he carried him because there was a couple times where he you could see he was getting uppercutted and just kept walking forward on Connor and like so what you that's the uppercut and then later they said is that the hardest hit you ever hit he said no he said there's been people that hit me way harder of course yeah yeah but boxing's different but if you fought fought Tyson you take his legs out from under the only good thing that comes from the Tyson thing it's he it's kind of um validated MMA community because he's using the MMA trainer not a boxing trainer so that's the only. I think that's called the Cordero, whatever his name is. Oh, from. Cordero, really? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's him. So I'm like, well, at least that's a good thing for MMA. He wants to come back but doesn't trust boxing trainers, but at least trust MMA trainer to come so he can come back. That's the only good takeaway I have from all these social media um, propaganda. But wow. Well, listen, Sokaju, it was an honor to have you on the podcast. Yeah, man. You're you're a living legend. Thank you for and coming. funny to as hell. Thanks for coming to the comedy shows. Let me know when you want to do comedy again. All right, shit. I've been thinking about it. I was like, man, we should give it a shot, huh? Let me know whenever so, you want. Whenever you want. I That would be awesome. Uh, what was the name of that chick? Remember, um, you made a comment about how I get paid by was there was <laughs> you get paid by white bitches or something or yeah, and then you pointed at a girl. I forgot her name. Oh, who was it? Was I, it? I think his penis is so big it hits the girl, the girl in like the zoom ahead of him. I go, come on, let's see. And then he he plays along. <laughs> you should do it again, man. You should do it again. Yeah. All right, let me get my material. Let me work on the two things, and uh, I'll be back. That'll be awesome. Well, thank you, Shang. Thank you, Sokaju. Thank uh, you, guys. Have a great rest of the day. Thank All right, you. Rest of the day. Day. All right, Adam. Take care, guys. Later. Tunis wants to hook him to the